Hello and welcome to the Infobots Podcast. This is episode number 10. And I'm your host, author Frederick Fishman. And today and every day, we are sponsored by me. For links to all of my books, apparel, gear, go to my main Infobots website at infobots.com. That's spelled with two T's at the end, I-N-F-O-B-O-T-T-S dot com. You can also help us out and show your support by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Infobots podcast. Okay, let's get started. Did you know that very soon, hopefully, in only a matter of weeks, your local city or regional zoo will once again open their gates to the public? Animals from around the world will be available for viewing in, hopefully, natural habitats and enclosures. I've always been fascinated with the animal world and with 8.7 million species of animals inhabiting our earth with us as neighbors there is so much to learn about them and their lives i was so intrigued that i decided to write a 12 volume set of books called visit the zoo with descriptions of over 120 animals those books by the way are available in print and kindle on amazon and also in audiobooks at audiobooks.com I hope to expand that number of Visit the Zoo books soon, and I would like to drop into this Infobots podcast from time to time a sampling from those descriptions of the most iconic animals you will find at the zoo. So stay tuned for that. But first, let me give you a little backstory about zoos to kick off this animal series. If you visit most any zoo in the world, you will notice that sometimes the different sections of the zoos are divided up into animal groups, like mammals or reptiles or birds or small animals, and even marine animals such as fish. Sometimes they're divided up into the animal groups that live on different continents, like North America, South America, Australia, Europe, Asia, Africa, and even Australia. But what is amazing is how you might find zoos that specialize in just one group or species. Like marine animals, those are called aquariums. If they specialize in birds, they may be called aviaries. Zoos, or menageries as they used to be called long ago, have been around for some time. These gathering points in major cities for animals brought in from around the world first got the name zoo taken from the term zoological garden back in 1847. But the first zoo or menagerie was discovered at an archaeological excavation in Herkinopolis in Egypt in 2009 and was dated back as far as 3500 B.C., give or take a few years, of course. The scientific diggers found the bones of hippos, elephants, baboons, and a few other animals. That collection is not unlike some of the same animals you will be seeing in your visit to the zoo in the series of books I've produced. Alexander the Great, who conquered and created the largest empire 
of his time back at 323 BC had an interest in collecting animals he discovered during his campaigns. He sent back to his home in Greece many wild animals from the various countries he conquered. In England, during the medieval period around 1204, King John I created a menagerie or zoo in the Tower of London, the same place, unfortunately, that many an English prisoner died. The oldest zoo currently in existence is the Vienna Zoo. It is located at the very famous Schoenbrunn Palace in Austria. It started its existence as the Imperial Menagerie in 1752, then opened to the public in 1765. It is open and running today. And now, you know. And thank you for listening. We hope you will support our efforts to bring you this daily InfoBots podcast. You can help us out by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash InfoBots podcast. Join us again for another episode of the InfoBots podcast. Thank you.